Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to One for the Road, a podcast about running and the rest of your life. On this episode, we have marathon and half marathon training updates. We talk about the embarrassment of falling asleep in yoga, how to train in the heat because, oh my God, it's actually summer. And we hit up some cultural London things to do that don't involve running. Hello. Hello. So we haven't been here for quite some time. No. Not good podcasting wise, but... Life-wise. Life-wise. We've just been busy. We've lived some good life. (laughs) I'd say. What have you been up to? How long? When did we last speak? We We last spoke... Post-marathon. Post-honeymoon, everything. And we were like, yay, we've got everything out of the way now. We're going to do this more regularly. Oh, yeah. And then just got distracted with summer, really, I guess. Yeah, I haven't been doing any races or anything exciting like that, really. But just... Just having fun in the sun, I think. Yeah, I feel the same. I haven't done any races. But I'm I'm into kind of like marathon training. Yes. So that's probably my summer now. <laughs> Just a lot of running. <laughs> but that's fine. It's been fun. I'm only in like week three. So it's, the, the distances aren't too scary yet. It's been good weather. So there's been lots of sunshine yes. running. And trying to do it early in the morning so I don't get too hot. And I got some new trainers because my old ones were far too battered and they were starting to like rub and hurt so I went to the London Marathon store mm-hmm. had my gait analysis the woman in the shop didn't know what to do with my crazy running and <laughs> had to get like the manager to check out my video because I run so strangely it's so I can't even replicate it in slow motion it's so odd I can't I don't even know what I'm doing so it's fun to watch the video and try and figure it out but I'm like oh never seen this before yeah I suppose everybody runs unusually, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely do. I look at photos of me mid-run. My legs are all over the place. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it was quite. It was nice because she was like, we, you know, we'd never tell people to change their running style because it's naturally what you're, you've been given. Mm. So you should just kind of like work with it rather than try and redo it. But I suppose, I, it, I don't know, I just look like at some point I'm going to twist my ankle because <laughs> my foot just goes crazy. But... She helped me find a new pair of shoes. This is good. They're very pretty. They're very jazzy. Yeah. Because, you know, as running trainers go, they're normally pretty fuggly, as <laughs> our friend Leah would like to refer to them as. And I, they're Adidas Boosts, mm-hmm. Supernova, something like that. But they, they do boost your run, is my belief <laughs> on them. They're very purple and flashy, and they're really light. So I felt like I wore them for the first time this week, 
and they made me faster I'm pretty sure <laughs> I don't know if this is a mind over matter thing or if it's actually the shoes but I'm running faster at the moment either way that's all good I know I'm like I'm taking it for now so how many weeks until the marathon oh so that's like I don't know actually Ten? say like nine yeah nine or ten it's the end of September yeah I've got it's kind of the next I've got a half I've got 13 miles next week but then the week after it suddenly kind of goes like 15 17 19 yeah so kind of my August is going to be pretty long it's once you get over the half distance in training that you're like okay now I'm marathon training yeah it's like shit's got real yeah that's that's what I'm thinking and I keep in my head being like how I don't know it just feels like such unknown territory mm. there's this like funny feeling of being like what's gonna happen like the moment I step over the 13.1 like 13.2 it's like well my will I just keep going I don't know like have you run more than a half no before? Like, I ran if you're like, training for a half no I ran well I once ran 14 miles but it was more by accident because I got quite lost right and then realized I had run home so I just figured well, you know, like, yeah, but but I did regret it for quite a bit after because it felt like a lot more than I'd intended to do. I think I'd only meant to do twelve that day. So no, so that's what I more... liked about the first marathon is that every week you're like, I've never gone this far before. Yeah, like, every week's an achievement. It kind of cool. takes you back to when you first started to like get into running. Yeah, and you you found that achievement of being like, I ran five k. I run like I can run non-stop for, yeah. half, for 20 minutes or something. Yeah, because you don't have many new things in running after a while. No, I am enjoying that. I'm enjoying that, like the anticipation of it. And which marathon is it? Berlin. Ooh. So we're going to Berlin to party. <laughs> I've mostly talked about that so far with everybody. I'm like... Other other way around. Marathon then party. Yeah, not, yes. Not party then. Definitely. definitely <laughs> well, I can because I'm not running. Yeah, yeah, you can. I'm going to party all well, yeah, the time. I think, I think Pete and Pete's very keen on this. <laughs> discussing yesterday. He's like, yeah, we can go out. I was like, great. <laughs> I'll just be carb loading and go to bed. <laughs> yeah, Saturday might not be so jazz, but I'm very much looking forward to the, the aftermath. And I've never been to Berlin, so I can't wait to like. Why not? No, I can't wait to like discover all the bars. Sounds like it's good. Good going out. I'm excited. I'm really Yay. excited. And you're doing Copenhagen now? Yes, Copenhagen half. Just to be fair. Oh yes, definitely not half. full marathon. Fair. I've written a proper training plan now, though. I did notice it on your pinboard. It yes. looks very good. Um, I mostly ignored it this week. Good. Um, <laughs> but it's began well. Yeah. Well, no, the first three days I did exactly what I was supposed to do, and then um, and then I I was stupidly planned in a run yesterday, which was the day after Lovebox, so that was never going to happen. Nah. <laughs> no. Um, but we'll start again tomorrow. It'll be fine. That's true. Um, so yeah, I've I've put quite a lot of runs in it though, because I went on. I've kind of adapted it from the Hal Higdon. Mm. advanced oh yeah I think it was advanced or intermediate basically I went not novice for once I thought you gotta push it yeah I'm pretty sure you're not a novice I can step up from novice now I think so but yeah it just basically means that you run a lot more but I've switched some of it for cross training but yeah it's basically doing at least something six days a week oh wow that's good though because I think well I tried to follow a Howard Higdon one and I just did the running and I found it was too much running yeah it I didn't really get enough of a rest day I've, I've tried to make it a bit less prescriptive than normal so some days it will say like three miles or cross training depending on what I feel like yeah, what because I find in. that's the problem I have with training plans is if they're too like you're going to do yoga here you're going to do this here then I'm just like oh, I don't fancy doing that today so mm. I've tried to leave it a bit more yeah that's good because then we can mix it up it's much better if you can mix it up particularly if you feel like if there's a class or something that comes up that yeah. you've got the chance to go to exactly whereas I, I get into a real creature of habit I like my routine I'm like, on Mondays I do this, and on Wednesdays I do yoga, <laughs> and on Thursdays I do spinning. And I get, like, I, I like to stay in my yeah, habits. But yeah, I'm a bit nervous about Copenhagen because I did it two years ago, and it was horrible, so... Mm. It's just a good chance to redeem. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I think because the weather's been so good. We've been, I've been doing a little bit of outdoorsy fitness, but actually just, just running. I've been doing loads of cycling. Really? Yeah. I've probably, the last three weeks, done all my journeys apart from one tube journey on my bike. That's brilliant. Which is like cool. how cost cost saving as well. Yeah, one this isn't this is probably not a lot for some people, but one week I did like sixty five kilometres on my bike, which I was quite pleased with. That's a lot given that you're you know, you don't live that far away from your work. Well so yeah, I think I mentioned town. this last time, but if you sign up for the like how many kilometres can you cycle challenge on Strava mm. what's it called? MTS? Yeah. Oh yeah, um, it's called that. The first badge for cycling you don't get until two hundred and fifty kilometres. I was like, that's like the base level of cycling. It would be really hard for me to cycle 250 kilometres in a month, Mm. given how close I live to work. You'd have to go like there and back twice, like twice over. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm not going to hit it this month. So maybe in August. You'd have to to actively try to hit 250 kilometres. Park. Hashtag Strava Wanker. Hashtag Strava. And I went to rooftop yoga um, last weekend, weekend before. Uh, it was also another really hot weekend. It was beautiful. It's Glorious. at um, Dalston Reef Park uh, mm-hmm. on a Saturday with Fat Buddha Yoga, and it's it's just such a cool class. But I don't want to talk about it too much because it was already really busy and <laughs> people stood up. Don't let people in on the secret. Yeah, <laughs> I know. There's I need to go to one in um. There's one in Peckham called Secret Yoga Club, and they've kind of have managed to keep it quite quiet because it's quite hard to find out about. Mm. But um, that's on one of the rooftops, and it looks lovely just anything like that on a summer's evening nice summer morning the sun that adds to the atmosphere of yoga I think there's nothing better than looking up and just like looking at the sky oh yeah so nice I I actually um yeah I fell asleep at the end properly (laughs) fell asleep and yeah the person I was with actually had to like give me a nudge (laughs) everyone else had like moved on to like oh I think they were like on the the side like rocking rocking and I was just like oh oh okay oh yeah Yes, I'm rocking. I'm rocking. Oh, God. I definitely have those mornings where I go to, like, it's like a seven o'clock class, and it always just, I haven't quite woken up yet. And I'm lying on the mat, and she's doing the bit at the beginning where they're, like, getting you into the zone. And I'm always a little bit like, I could just just stay here now. (laughs) I'm just going to go back to sleep. It takes me a little bit to kick back into action. I don't think I've ever fallen that asleep. But usually if I, I like drift off like as soon as someone starts talking, you know, and like bring things, like feeling back to your fingers and toes, I'd miss that completely. You really were not a dog. Yeah. Good job you weren't snoring. <laughs> I really hope I wasn't. And it was nice and chilled. So, oh, we did do a race. Oh, yes. We went to Windsor. We went to Windsor. On, like, the hottest day of the year so far. Yeah, it was, mm, what's it, three weeks, two weekends ago? Three weekends yeah, ago? Yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah, basically it was this relay race run by a local running club in Windsor. And should we talk about what happened at the end before we play the clip? I'm a bit annoyed about this race. Maybe. It's a bit controversial. So it was just by the... It was kind of in the Great Park. Yeah. But, like, by the castle, the route was all trail. We didn't know that bit. <laughs> it was... That was, probably, that was more our fault than theirs. Yeah, though. that was... Oh, yeah, we should have just worked out, really. Yeah, we should have just... <laughs> that's not their fault. Um, but I did think what they had, like, in terms of how they set up the course, there were good volunteers. It was very clearly signposted. I like the fact that it was a relay that finished at the same point, so yeah. like, you kind of got a base and then you saw everyone finish and start and all that stuff. And we had so we had a really nice afternoon of a big group of us all sitting in the park enjoying the weather and being able to take it in turns doing doing this relay and you alternated between distances. But I think I think the challenge was that they hadn't maybe anticipated with the number of people they had in the relays, the time it would take for them to complete the whole course. 
So I looked at this and worked out that it was a 24 mile relay when you added everything together and with mixed ability team that's probably going to take, well it's almost a marathon, so it's yeah. probably going to take around four hours. Mm. Maybe a bit faster because people are running a bit faster because they're only doing three or five miles. Yeah. It started at midday and we got to three o'clock and we hadn't, we had our, so six people in a team, we had our fifth person in each team. Mm-hmm. We were all at about the same level Yeah. at this point. When they announced that at three o'clock they were just going to let off everyone else that wasn't on the course yet because they what is it what was the word they used they wanted to wrap it up they needed to wrap it up we needed to because they get think... this done or something like that yeah it was kind of like a there needed to be enough time to present medals uh, and they must have had like a curfew on what time they could be there till and it hadn't allowed enough time to for everyone to naturally finish the relay at the right time. Which to me just kind of defeated the object of it being a relay if you then set off all the people that are left at the same time and you don't finish the relay. And it also really annoyed one of the person on my team because he missed handing over his baton by literally five minutes. Yeah. So he came in at about five past three. Well, that's just a bit rubbish because if you're... You just can't compare all the teams then. Not that we were being massively competitive, but mm. it kind of defeats the object of it. Well, you kind of lose, like, we wouldn't have got an official time. No, and... It literally would have added on half an hour at the most to the finishing time because we were we were so close to almost hitting our yeah. last person. But yeah, it was just a bit annoying. But I recorded a bit whilst I was running. I just moan a little bit. It's quite hot. <laughs> you did well. I mean, I did the five miles. I didn't even. I couldn't have brought myself to record something. I pretty much swore to myself the entire way around for every reason under the sun. There were bugs. It was hot. The ground was hard to run on. <laughs> My knees hurt, my leg hurt, my head hurt. I was hot. <laughs> I just kept being like, I'm too hot, I'm too hot. So you definitely did much better than me. I think it was because it was the only way I was going to distract myself. I was like, oh, I know what I'll do, I'll, ju- I'll just record something. Oh, but my housemates came as well and they said that when I like started off, they were like, you just looked very casual. I was like, I, de- yeah, I, I decided that I was just going to take this very chill. And I was just like, do, 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 do. Yeah, mosey off. Mosey off. into the distance yeah. of the field. So I was like, I'm going to mosey around, do a little bit of recording. It definitely... Good mentality. Just chill. It was beautiful views. Like, I really liked that bit where you came you came around a corner and you could look left and right and see, like, Windsor Castle in the distance and lots of really Oh, I nice didn't fields. get a castle photo, but I did get a photo of the field, so we'll have to put that up as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd recommend going out there for a run. I won't be putting the, the selfie up because it was just like... <laughs> And baby, let's not put, post the ones of me trying to give the baton to someone else. The sprint finish ones are really good. There's great pony swishing. Everything else is wobbling. <laughs> I decided to go for a crop top option. It, it was not good. <laughs> I got for some reason I decided a sprint finish would also be a good idea. Everything went wrong. <laughs> I was not prepared. Cool. Let's have a listen. Hello. So I'm currently in Windsor, running along um, in the middle of the countryside. It's a Saturday afternoon in July, first weekend in July, middle of the afternoon. My phone says it's 24 degrees, but I don't believe it because I'm absolutely boiling. I'm just running along in a crop top and my short shorts, and I'm absolutely sweating. So what I'm doing here is um, I'm currently running leg four of a six-leg relay race in Windsor. Um, I'm only doing 2.75 miles. Um, I think I'm probably at least a mile of the way through, I hope so, because um, it's bloody boiling. So I'm carrying my phone, my water bottle, and a baton, because it's a relay, so that's nice. Um, oh my god, I just walked into a tiny bit of shade. Oh, that feels so good. Just really hot right now. 
if this wasn't a race, there's absolutely no way I'd have gone running today. It's too bloody hot. But it's absolutely gorgeous day. And, um, yeah, I'm just a bit sweaty. So, I've been quite unprepared for this race. Um, for many reasons. Firstly, it's boiling, and I brought my thickest pair of wool socks with me today, so my feet are on fire. Secondly, um, I didn't realise how traily this race was going to be, and I bought my freeze, which is like my most minimal shoes, which I never run in, and so I decided to run like the most uneven surface race I've ever done in my most minimal shoes, so that was stupid. Um, just got to a marshal and they directed me down a hill and I'm basically just running through some really long grass between two sets of trees. So not what I would usually choose to run on. Um, so glad it's less than three miles because it's boiling and I can't wait to just get back to the start and sit on my picnic blanket and then uh, catch some rays. I don't think I need to talk about it, but it's basically just me moaning a lot. Yeah, sure. We'll leave it there. So it does bring up uh, just how dealing with running in the summer. <laughs> yeah, I think it's quite hard. I don't deal with it well. Definitely not in lunchtime sun. No, well, that was the main problem that day. I think my I you ran at half, half twelve. At half twelve? Oh, yeah, maybe even earlier. Yeah. Mine was at like half two. Still quite hot then. Generally, I kind of stop running during the summer normally. Mm. I just kind of quite seasonal. I'm just like, I'm not doing it. Which... To be fair, since the marathon has kind of happened anyway, yeah. probably only run once a week. Ow. That's interesting that, like, yeah, you're just much... Because I don't like winter from the point of view of it being dark. I don't mind the cold, but I don't like it when it's, like, dark and rainy. Mm. So I do always prefer running in the summer. But I completely struggle with midday sun. It just it gets to me. It gets to me in normal life, so running is not the great combination. My tactic for it is just getting up really early or yeah. going out really late, which isn't necessarily ideal when you're fitting it into the rest of your life and finding yourself getting up at like ridiculous o'clock on a Saturday morning and actually even now it's hot by yesterday morning it was hot by 10am like at 10am I was boiling so I think you just have to be so hydrated that's the thing I struggle with even if I do manage to get out and go for a run I then come back and I feel so ill for the rest of the day because I just immediately get a headache and just feel like, oh, I'm so dehydrated. It gives you a bit of sunstroke, I think. Yeah, I think wearing as little clothes as possible is always good. Yeah. This is definitely short, short, short season. Shorts. Sun cream. Although I found with sun cream, you get sweaty and then it runs into your eyes. Oh, no. <laughs> and then you get stingy like, eyes. Ah. So definitely find the right sort of sun cream that doesn't do that. There's like those sports ones I think I used in the end last year. Stuff like shady roots, actually. Like, when I did my run last weekend, I thought I'd run up to Regent's Canal in the thinking that it would be shady with trees mm. or it was not it was like in broad sunlight <laughs> which wasn't best but definitely finding like nice parks to run through with lots mm. of trees and shade so you can stop along the way I think I need to do better at mornings because I go in the evening quite a lot at the moment and it's it's not sunny because it's dark but it just gets really humid then mm. and like sticky and yeah it's just hard to breathe I'm really good at going to other things in the morning like this is good for like getting up and going to classes and yoga and stuff it's, it's great when it's light oh it makes so much difference it's already getting darker though mm, i had noticed it's like a little bit later every morning yeah we're talking summary. of doing fun summary things so you went to love box on friday i did raved up yeah that definitely counted as exercise did a lot of raving yeah, if you jumped out jump up and down, jump for like up six and down hours. a lot definitely offset it with high alcohol <laughs> calorie intake that's fine 
Stay hydrated. <laughs> there was actually a thing in the Fueling. in the um, program that yeah. said, "Stay hydrated." Drinking beer does not count. Like, oh, <laughs> damn, well, you got told. <laughs> oh, it's a fun festival, though, right? Yeah, I'd never been before, and I, it was just such good vibes. It was really good. I expected it to be a bit more like. Obviously, there was a lot of uh, drunk people and off their face people, but it was still like a happy nice vibes. Atmosphere. Yeah, like mm. everyone was just there to have a good time, mm. and not be a dick which was nice <laughs> makes a change yeah. well, actually it's true that so i don't like it when when you're with a big when you're in crowds and stuff and it gets a bit aggressive and yeah. i think sometimes at festivals it can happen that way having love in the title helps helps i think everyone was there to just love no it's good Free peace happiness love but yes we're going back to a festival today yeah how are we saying it is it citadel or citadel oh i don't know i've been saying citadel but then it's c-i-t isn't it so maybe it is citadel we're going to a festival in victoria park Bombay Bicycle Club are playing. <laughs> yeah, I think it will be a lot more chilled than, than the raviness of Lovebox, but I think that's the yeah. point. It's like, nice, sunny, Sunday, chilled out bands. And yeah, I'm stuff. excited. Bands, sunshine. We've done less running together, but we have been doing, both been going out to various cultural London activities. What did you go to yesterday? Um, How do I say this person's name? Carsten Holler. Holler. How yeah. do you say the, one, the O with the little I think just ho- like Holler. Holler. Decisions. At the Hayward Gallery, which is really cool. It's got all that funky stuff going on. It's like a very interactive exhibition. Uh, you go in for a completely dark corridor and then there's beds moving around. You can sleep in them overnight, apparently. And you oh, like, right. You can stay the night yeah, there. Yeah, you can stay the night and they move around. So you like go to sleep in one place and you've woken up in a completely different part of the exhibition, which is quite cool. There was one bit which was like a giant dice which kids could go in, and I was like, I want to go in it. And Steph was like, you're too big, you can't go in it. And I was like, why did the kids get to have all the fun? The kids get to have the fun. <laughs> yeah. That's what's kind of nice about the exhibition, though, because you have to go on a slide, like yeah. a proper helter-skelter slide. You exit the exhibition for a slide, which you might have seen. It comes out the side of the South Bank Centre at the moment, which I nearly freaked out and didn't go on, because I was a little bit hungover, and it went quite steep, and I thought, oh, this could end quite <laughs> badly. It could go so wrong. It was really fun. It was good. I like it. It's like proper inner kid stuff. We went to, I went to the Royal Academy last week and saw the summer exhibition, which is a bit of an annual trip for us. And actually this year it was much more fun than normal. They've painted things. The stairs are multicoloured. Most of the rooms have been painted completely different colours. So there's like this huge hot pink, flamingo pink colour walls. And there's lots of art, but not as much art as normal. Therefore, it's a bit more manageable. (laughs) because normally it's really overwhelming but we just quite like going to guess the price of the artwork oh can you buy stuff yeah yeah so the Ah. summer exhibition is like people go to buy kind of well just literally buy art so there's stuff in there that's from all sorts of artists there's like there's lots of tracy emlin sketches Mm. and there was a huge grayson perry tapestry you one of the ones from his um the julie storyline that he did for that oh oh, really that was in there it was absolutely huge that was about 75 grand i think so just, oh. just a snip. snip. Anything affordable? Well, you know, it depends how, how you label it. There was some <laughs> things for like, there was stuff that's like probably like £250. Oh, I was going to say anything under like, £500? Yeah, or... under £500. You know, there'd be like small prints or sketches from different artists. I just enjoy seeing it. It's quite a fun game of like, how much do we think this is worth? It makes you kind of wonder about the people who can afford that mm. pieces of art and what they do with them. Like that tapestry was huge. It would, <laughs> cover, it would wallpaper half my house. <laughs> 
like I just said, under five hundred pounds is affordable. Like I would, yeah, five hundred pounds. I'll be investing in art soon. <laughs> I think if I saw something I really, really, really loved, I might spend like a couple of hundred pounds if I was feeling really extravagant one day. Uh, yeah, I think. Well, um, mm, there's I, a whole. No, I don't know. know. There's a I'm thing. looking at my wall now. I'm like, well, I've got a wall with quite a few frames on it, like three. Ten pounds. In fact, postcard. Yeah, postcard that costs fifty p. Um, I actually think all of those, everything, the frames cost more than what's inside them. <laughs> but that's where you question the value of stuff about how that's that thing of it is like what's art to you and what is this? Who just because someone says this is a good piece of art and says it's worth this much money, uh, that's what it should be, and then you take that as an accepted amount of money because it, some of them are just a very simple you might perceive as a simple painting or a kind of square box the breath of my favorite one was a picture of a frame with a blank canvas in the middle with a line of red dots in the bottom corner and then the next one was it was it was a picture of a picture of a picture of a picture and it was like an infinite thing yeah this one blank canvas with lots of dots on it and then of course it's hanging on the wall and underneath there's a line of red dots so people are buying this print that's just a print of it being purchased with lots of dots on it and it just questions the idea of like people just buying white blank canvases to go on their wall yeah I really liked that kind of poking fun at the whole thing in a way and um yeah it makes for an interesting experience I think I was just thinking, I feel like I have bought art before. I'm, I can't have done loads of that. She have it up. I feel like um, this is that whole theory, isn't there, that you could buy something that could be then really expensive one day in the future and you could sell it. I just don't think I know enough about it or understand to be able to buy the right thing. I'd just buy it because I love it, not because mm. I think I'm going to make money from it. Yeah, I think that's how I'd have to buy it as well, just because you like something rather yeah. than it's not an, an investment. investment. So that's it for another episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm just going to run through the usual places you can find us on the internet. So I'm Lissy. I'm at Lissy Runs on Twitter. Lissy is spelled L-I-S-S-Y. Harry is Harry Caps on Twitter. And our podcast handle is at OFTR Podcast with that on Twitter and on Instagram. You can email us OFTRpodcast at gmail.com. And our website is oftrpodcast.wordpress.com and this time we've put all the pictures of stuff that we've been referring to. So there's pictures of us at Lovebox, at Citadel, there's pictures of the Windsor race. We've linked to everything that we've mentioned, so every person, class, exhibition, all the links are there on the website. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Um, so you can find them. Yeah, what else is there to say? Oh, we've had quite a lot of feedback that we um, should include some outro music so that you all know when the podcast is actually finished. So short of me going, this is the end, guys. I'm just going to play the intro music again because, uh, frankly, we haven't had time to find some outro music. So um, here's the intro music. Don't get confused and think that you've gone through to the ne- last episode of the of the podcast, though. So hopefully next time we'll have some different music. But for now, so you know, this is the end. And here's some music. See you next time. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.